We've got a very, very special guest this evening. Uh, it is the captain of the uh, SNFL Crow side, Hugh Greenwood. Uh, good evening, Hugh. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. How are you guys going? Very well, and thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you giving up your time. Um, just uh, to, to kick off, just wondering, um, you, you originally uh, came from uh, from interstate, and so you've settled into Adelaide. Just wondering how that's been going, and how you're uh, feeling around the uh, the city. It's um, um, there's, I know you're quite popular on social media, even though you haven't actually uh, played an AFL game yet. So, uh, just uh, how's it been settling in? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, uh, I've, I've obviously, I've, I've come pretty much from the US and I've been away from the ocean for quite a while, so it's nice to come back. And um, my partner and I are living in Henley, which is fantastic, and uh, we've really embraced uh, the city, which has also embraced us as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's obviously a footy town, which is also uh, exciting as well. So uh, we really feel at home here in Adelaide. Now, just on that, with you um, feeling at home, we interviewed uh, Cheney last year and had a bit of a chat with about yeah. his little bulldog and the issues <laughs> that he has with that dog. Now, I know you have Jax and you've just recently got a new one, Rioli, is that right? Yeah, yeah, Rioli, yeah. Now, yeah. Who, so, now who actually started this? Because Ackers, so the rat now has a British bulldog, so he's gone against the grain. Mitch McGovern picked up a new one, a Frenchie, on the weekend as well. Is that correct? Yeah, he's got a Frenchie too now. Yep, yep. So how how many yeah. of so them are there in the club? Yeah, I, I guess is the trendsetter. Um, he's had Wheezy for a couple of years. And then I got mine last year. I got Jack's last year. And yeah, since then, obviously Rat's got the British. But then Charlie Cameron, I think, was next with George. So he's George's little Frenchie, little black Frenchie. He's I think a couple of months, and then yeah, Gov's got his little black Frenchie as well, Pablo. And then I've got one last weekend. I adopted one last weekend. His name's Rioli, which is they were Hawthorne fans. So I think it's been three or four years old. So it might be a little bit late to change the name, but there's definitely a bit of a bulldog clan going at the Crows. Now I'm just a bit curious as to why you all started when from Wheezy because he's a very unique creature that one so is there anything like Jax or Rioli has that kind of sets them apart yeah well we, I, I don't know if Cheney told you the story about Wheezy but Wheezy likes to do things differently likes to go to the bathroom yes. a little bit differently I'm, probably, yes, I'm sure he told that. you guys yeah, yeah. yeah. so he's the king so Wheezy's, Wheezy's the king he's the top dog uh, but no there's nothing really well Rioli's got so Rioli I got the weekend his tongue's twice the average size of a normal Frenchie so his tongue just hung, hangs out of his mouth, so he looks, just looks funny all the time. But Jackson doesn't really do anything too differently. They're a strange dog. They're a funny dog. So pretty much everything about them is a little bit different. Mac here. And uh, look, I'm a bit of a fan of yours, yeah. I think you've got a lot of talent, and uh, I look forward to the day when you make, make your debut, mate. Thank you. Uh, in the pre-season, you played uh, AFL at uh, the top level. And... I mean, it's been a, a, a progression for you coming back from basketball back to footy. How did you find playing in those pre-season games, the standard of that, compared to SANFL? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I, I think that it was definitely a, a big step up. I was funny enough, I grew up as a Geelong fan all my life and to, to make my sort of debut in the JLT anyway um, against them was certainly eye-opening. Um you know, you, you, when you chat to the, the guys who played AFL, they, they say it's another level, and it, it certainly was that. But at the same time, I didn't feel too out of place. I, obviously, I think being 
a mature body, not you know, not a, a first year like a, a rookie eighteen year old. You know, I've got some years um, maturity wise on some of the other guys, so I didn't feel too out of place. Uh, felt pretty comfortable. Obviously, it helps. Um, got that second game against Brisbane with a lot of the senior guys, so they really helped me out as well. And, um, it, it certainly was challenging, but at the same time, I didn't really feel too out of place. So hopefully, when I eventually, hopefully, make my debut, I'm not, you know, not not looking like a, you know, like I don't belong. What did you think were the major differences? The speed, definitely the speed. I think um, that's something that's been probably the hardest thing since coming back to to footy. Back when I was playing juniors, it just you know the skills weren't there. The level of play obviously was not the level it's going to be at AFL level. So when I've come back, um, just the, the speed of the game, and, and certainly noticed that um, at the AFL and the JLT, and apparently it'll go up another notch from what I've heard um, in the AFL. So it's something that um, I need to continue to improve on and continue to work on. But certainly the speed's probably been the, it's probably the biggest thing for me. Yeah, the thing I've noticed, though, you know, towards the end of last year and uh, especially getting and starting again this year, you're really rolling together some really good, consistent performances. So you just keep knocking on the door, mate, and eventually you'll knock it down. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. I thought, you know, my old man tells me every day, just keep knocking, keep, uh, keep asking the question, which is what I'm trying to do. Hey, mate, now you mentioned earlier that uh, you're not a, a, a an 18-year-old rookie. Uh, I just wondered if you could give us some uh, insight into your background. Obviously, you come from a basketball background and maybe some of the similarities and differences between being a professional or involved in a professional basketball program and being involved in a professional Aussie rules program. Yeah, I think as a... Um, I mean... Coming from basketball certainly helped. I mean, I'd, and, and the background that I've come from, I moved to the RAS. I moved away from Tassie when I was 15 to go to the RAS. Spent four years there with, with Marty Clark, um, who's, you know, helped me a lot. And, and I learned from a young age, you know, what it was going to take to, to play high-level sports. So I was fortunate enough to do that. Um, spent time during that time with the national team. So I played with guys that played, played in the NBA and played at the highest level. So... Um, there was a fly on the wall in that program too and then obviously moving over to the States and getting international experience as well so um, I think those certainly helped me when I was eventually came back to play professional sports and um, and yeah I feel like I've learned a lot off the field or off the court in basketball but obviously um, some of the stuff I've taken on the court from basketball as well just awareness that obviously basketball seemed to do well in the, on the footy field so um, I think most of the stuff I learned from basketball has come away from the court I'm not sure if I was able to transfer away from footy so um, but yeah, to, to name one or a couple of different things would be hard, but I certainly feel like I pull a lot, a lot of different things from basketball to football. Would you think that one of those things uh, might be that uh, because you in basketball operate in confined areas, that that's helped you operate in a confined area at AFL level or, or SANFL level? Yeah, certainly. If that was, if, sorry, if I, you're right. If I was to point one thing out, that would certainly be it. Um, I think last year um, I started off as a forward, but I've, I feel like, um, like you said, when I came on and started playing my best footy towards the end of last year and earlier this year, it was in the midfield. So um, I think, yeah, like you said, just the stuff in the confined spaces and decision-making while there's a lot of bodies and, and stuff around you um, seems to be a strength, and you'll notice that with a lot of guys that have played basketball that are playing footy now. And, mate, it was um, uh, widely reported that it was Hamish Ogilvie that uh, 
that was one of the instigators to uh, get you into the uh, Adelaide Crows program. What was the uh, what was the catalyst for you to finally make the move, and was it a difficult decision for you to make at the time? Yeah, the great man Hamish. I was he was one of my state coaches down in Tassie, so I had a you know a really strong relationship with him. So. Um, when I did make the decision, which was obviously really, really difficult, um, I needed to be sure that it was the right one. Um, and he, he certainly reassured me. And um, for a couple of months out, I was, you know, struggling along and, and thinking, have I made the right call? But this time now, I, you know, it's been one of the best decisions I've made. And, uh, yeah, at the time it was really difficult. I, I pretty much had done basketball in my life and that was my plan and my identity. So to sort of throw that and throw an awesome opportunity in Perth so, um, for them to understand and, and let me go and, and chase this dream was, you know, credit to them. But, you know, I had my future set in stone in terms of the 10, 15 career, basketball, uh, sorry, 10, 15 year basketball career to throw it all away for footy career was challenging, but uh, one that I'm certainly happy that I've made. Uh, Hugh, just um, asking about the, um, uh, the responsibility or the extra responsibility you've taken on this year with uh, being the SNFL captain, just, I wonder if you could talk us through what uh, extra that involves for you and um, and how that role's going for you. Yeah, I was pretty nervous when Pikey and, and Rock called me into Pikey's office. I didn't know what they were going to tell me. Uh, but <laughs> it was good news in the end, which was good. I was, I was really, really nervous. But, uh, yeah, nah, that, yeah, I guess you go back to basketball is what I thought they were going to say. But nah, they got, got me in the office and, and I asked me if I wanted to do it. Um, I said yes right away. And, uh, it's myself and Keithy, so it's, it's awesome to have him. Um, hopefully he'll be back from injury soon, so to have him out in the field would be awesome. Um, but it, I feel it will certainly help development-wise. And I mean, we've got the best skipper in the AFL over the last year, Tex Walker. So, uh, and, you know, obviously Rory Sloan being vice-captain of the All-Australian team. So we've got some good guys to, to learn from. Um, so I'm, I'm very lucky in that. Just also um, just noting your, your leadership qualities, obviously the, the club's seen that. Um, there's certainly been some publicity also off the field just in relation to um, some charity work that you undertake. Do you want to talk, uh, talk the listeners through um, some of the charity stuff that you do in relation to your mother? To, I know that that's attracted some publicity uh, since you've been at the club. Yeah, yep. So I'm, <laughs> when I came to the club, I was I was the only one with, with long hair and I, I copped a little bit for it, but um, I'd, I'd been growing that out for a number of years. I, I had a, a charity or a fundraiser in the States um, in honour of mum, who's uh, battling terminal breast cancer. So um, I grew that hair as sort of a symbol um, towards my charity. And, and I think over in the States, we raised about $100,000 for our, our local cancer centre in, in New Mexico, which did some really awesome things. So um, obviously, to be able for a charity to be successful, um, you know, you need to have your roots within the community. So it's something that hopefully I'll stick in Adelaide for a while and build that relationship with the community and, and hopefully, again, do something similar. Now, on that, with the Lobos, that's the right yeah. way to say it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, Lobos. I'm um, impressed. I'm very impressed. Some of the hey. boys do not know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you went back there over the summer break yeah. and you took Cam with you. Mm-hmm. And some um, his injury is unfortunate, but it was really lovely to to see him on the sidelines at the SNFL um, yelling at you lot. And <laughs> was that also a nice little chance to catch up with your sister? Is she yeah. still um, playing with them? She's recently graduated. Yep. So she's she uh, we were very very lucky that we got to have that share that experience. Uh, but she's since graduated, which was really cool. So her last year was this year. She actually moved home a little bit earlier to be closer to mum and closer to home, but. Um, the team over there um, let her graduate and do all that. So it was cool to, to see her. My partner's family is all from the States and, 
Um, I've got a lot of friends that are still there and uh, obviously we trained our butts off too. That was the idea was to go over there and train. New Mexico is pretty high up there in terms of elevation. So um, yeah, Cam was obviously really unfortunate to build a great relationship with him. So to see him go down, it's pretty shattering. But like you said, he's doing some things in the sand for doing stuff away from footy to keep him uh, busy. Um, I'm sure we're looking forward to getting back or late next year or sorry, late this year and early next year. Yeah, just the other part, before you yeah. went there, you, of course, went to Fiji. Yeah. yeah we had a, we the had other boy yeah. decided to practice some building. Yeah, I lived it up in the off-season. My first year, year of footy, I thought I'd live up the off-season. So yeah. we did the Fiji trip with Eddie and Anna. They organised us, uh, organised, obviously, to do some building in the kindergarten. I, my whole family, they're all builders, uh, but... Uh, our family in particular is more athlete side. I haven't really had my, got my hands dirty too often throughout my life. I usually let them all do that sort of stuff. I'm the guy that brings coffees and stuff. That's about all I'm good for. <laughs> so I got my hands dirty. was good. <laughs> and I got some free time as well. We sort of visited the BLK factory and, and did some things like that, which was really cool. And obviously uh, bonded with, with the guys and their families and their kids. Most of the guys, all of them had kids other than Jake Lever and Jess, although they might be soon. Um, myself and Kirsten don't have kids other than the dogs. So, um, yeah, it was it was a fun experience. Sounds like a good trip. Um, you, uh, the, 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 you know, as, as I said, you've been playing good footy, but do the coaches talk to you on the side and talk about your game and say to you, we'd like to see you do a little bit more of this or a bit more of that or, or change your aspect of your game to be more attacking or more defensive? Is there anything there in particular they want you to work on? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, just 12 months ago, I was having to work on a bunch of different things because, you know, it was my first, year first game of footy in eight years so it was pretty hard hearing all these different things to work on and not being able to well, obviously it's hard to work on a bunch of different things at once but now 12 months on it's you know it's getting a lot more specific and what i need to do to play at the next level so for me um being a basketballer i was a point guard so i was often the smallest guy on the court um, but now playing footy um, and playing in the midfield i'm actually a bigger body and, and generally stronger so for me, the, the feedback at the moment is can you continue to use my strength and body around the contest. I've got a tendency to do a little scrubby surge kick. So now it's about being strong with the footy and being able to chain out and get handballs and, and bust out of pack. So um, it's good that it's, I'm not having to work on handballs or aerials or this sort of ground balls and sort of stuff like that. It's only it's only one thing, so I can get my head around it. Yeah, and so is it more do they want you to be more physical or is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, so my tackling and stuff's um, one of my strengths but now it's about when I get tackled just being strong with the ball and being able to do different things rather than just do little surge kicks maybe test the tackle a little bit more and, and uh, give a handball to the guy in space or get a few extra metres and get a longer kick or, or connect that way so basically just using my strength and size in the contest a little bit better. And is there any one particular coach that you work more closely with than others? Um, it's I worked really closely with Tate Kazel last year He's moved since moved. He's got his big time now. He's the head of team defense. So I still work a little bit with him, but not so much now. Um, so Rock was the one I really worked with close towards last year and, and this year with the sample mids. But um, like 12 months ago, I wasn't really sure where I was going to play. So I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of different coaches and build relationships with a lot of the guys. But uh, Rock probably more so in particular now. Thanks, have, you, mate. have you found, mate, that you've had to reconfigure your your, your physique, your your body shape, uh, to cope with the different demands of AFL footy? Yeah, that was, I found out the hard way. That's for sure. I came back um, for pre-season last year, or well, going into my first year, I was probably ninety six kilos, thinking 
back to when I was playing, he was the biggest and strongest. But and then I soon realised it's not really about that. It's how fast and how far he can run. So um, this this time of year, um, probably 89, 88 kilos. So body's pretty much changed a whole lot to adapt to footy. Um, so PPT staff were really great um, managing my body and um, the dietitians, um, nutrition, all that sort of stuff's um, really helped me to get to where my body is now and it's probably feeling the best it ever has. Now, mate, one of the uh, questions we tend to ask when things get a little bit uh, off track on this thing, and you might have an <laughs> interesting perspective, um, we, gen- we generally ask who's the best sledger on the track, um, but before I ask you that, I'd like to know what's the quality of sledging like in Aussie rules compared to college basketball? Is is the same quality there? Are we are we up world standard or how's that tracking? <laughs> it's pretty good. I feel like you can get away with a whole lot more on a footy field. You don't have on a basketball court, if you say something, you're guaranteed a, a referee's going to hear it or someone on the sideline's <laughs> going to hear it. But when, you got, when you're out in a footy field, it's pretty much you can say whatever you want. So, uh, footy is pretty extreme and obviously Aussies like to take it to another level as well so um, it's close often you get college and basketball it's it's the fans but, so college it's the student sections that get stuck in here that way yeah, um, yeah. so I guess it's the same as AFL I haven't been out on an actual AFL ground our Sanford opposition fans get pretty uh, passionate um, but that's one way to say it passionate's a good word isn't it passionate yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. we'll see we'll yeah, exactly. We'll see, hopefully see what AFL likes games like soon enough. And what about that on the track, mate? Does uh, well, I mean, I won't preempt with who usually gets the nod. Uh, in <laughs> I the think you might have a name in mind already. <laughs> you have a couple of names in mind already. <laughs> well, probably one. Yes or no? Well, like, oh, that's tough. Now, now, now. Oh, Bull, Bull reckons after all the stuff that Bull said the other day, reckons he's the sledger. I've, yeah, what did he say? Oh, that was a good who, one. Who Stevie J? That was clever. That was, that was, that was clever, cool. actually. Is, is he <laughs> actually? Uh, is he trying to make a run for Sledger of the Year or something or other? Because that was that was uh, that was pretty solid. Usually, Walker was, gets, like gets a nod. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just see Walker whenever whenever um, one of our forwards, you know, does something well on an opposition defender, he'll be the first one to go and let him know about it. <laughs> you don't really hear him. Like, you sort of see his mouth moving with the cameras sort of going. So he'd certainly be out there letting guys know. Yeah. Um, but we've actually we've got some we've got some clever guys. Lynchy doesn't mind it, especially on the track. Yeah. Lynchy loves getting into it. Obviously, Brody Smith and Lady they pretty much just go at each other more than anyone else. So see, <laughs> Lynchy would be quiet during the games, wouldn't he? Because he goes the soft option and just gives his mates lip rather than you know, the opposition. <laughs> That's about to say he might give us more lip. Than- opposition but uh, no there's some characters there's certainly some characters for sure Um, one of the other fun questions we asked last year because um, we heard about the new sleep room that was brought in to the club and so the question we we kind of posed was who is the one person that when you walk into a sleep room and you see they're in there you know you're not going to get any rest and so you just turn straight back out again because they're going to snore or they're just going to carry on or what? It could be for any reason. We, we did get reason. some interesting replies. Yeah, no, nah, well, I'm one of the ones that I'll, I'll use the sleep room a lot. Yeah, living in the States and going to college, I, I rely on my nap to pretty much get me through with all my classes and training and <laughs> late nights and stuff. So I'm a, I'm a serial napper, so I don't mind the nap, the nap room at all. But if there's one guy you don't really want to share it with, it's probably Rat. 
because you just don't know what you're going to get. There could be something in the bed. You could he'll just carry on. He'll be on his phone. You just you, you get a little bit uneasy when rats around because you think he's going to play some sort of prank or joke on you, pretty much. So you can't really get too comfortable. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> you notice there's obviously there's a few a few basketballers down there now. We've got Tom Dido. He was recruited to the club, and Josh Jenkins. Is there any uh, any get-togethers down there for uh, for some hoops, or how does that go? Yeah, no, well, that's, when I got to the club, I felt like I was the best basketballer here. But in the last 12 months, bloody Aaron Phillips has come along and, you know, she's the best basketballer. And I said, that's all right, I hope I'll be the best footballer. <laughs> I thought, at least I'll still be the better footballer now. But sure enough, she's better at that as well. So, I'm uh, the best basketballer in our club um, and almost our best footy player as well. So, uh, the boys, we've got a lot of wannabes. We've got a lot of wannabe um, backyard basketballers. Um, dudes, we've played some big country, obviously. JJ did some stuff with the Crocs. Ricky Henderson for a while was before he, before he left was was pretty handy as well. He played um, Siebel for Ballarat. So um, I think honestly most of them are wannabe basketballers. They're all experts. They reckon. Um, yeah, if, if we were to put a five, if we, put, we were to put a five a group of five together and play opposition clubs, I reckon it would actually be pretty handy though. Mate, what I've noticed though is that it's carrying over into these quite uh, creative post uh, post goal celebrations. Uh, some pretty <laughs> weird diving going on there. Is that? Uh, yeah. I, I know the boys are into their NBA. Is that a carryover from that? Do they sit down? Does right. Charlie and uh, Tex, for example, or Charlie and Eddie, do they have a half an hour just for that sort of stuff to choreograph? No, they have to. I reckon they've, they've been watching too much sports tomorrow. I reckon. They've been watching way too much sports. I think Charlie's been watching too much James Harden, Russell Westbrook, even Rat did a little basketball celebration the other week. And yeah, Tex and that, they have their own little hand signals as well. So I think they're, they're trying to bring it over. There's been some other questionable celebrations across the AFL as well that I've seen. So um, I, don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it as long as it doesn't deter from what's really happening. Hopefully, you know, reset and, and get ready to go for the next play or the next bounce. But uh, I don't mind a bit of carry on. It's good, it's good to see. Just as long as nobody does the dab. I know Louis Betts, um, with oh, one of no, his little post-game no. celebrations, did a dab <laughs> as part of it. It's just like, just uh, no. No, nah, just no. You can do it on the training track. And we've seen a few on the training track, but I, I hope it never gets ceased. I hope it never gets to a game. Oh, come on. Okay, Spill, who, who's on the training tap? Name and shame. Oh, oh no. Nah, it's Honestly, it was a phenomenon, absolute phenomenon at the club, across the whole AFL. So, um, <laughs> Riley O'Brien. Believe it or not, it's hard to picture. It's not good to picture, but Riley O'Brien calls himself the Dad King, so <laughs> I'll leave you with that thought in your head. Not good. Oh, no. It's not good to think about, is it? <laughs> no. He's the one. He's the Dad King. Yeah. <laughs> horrible thought. Uh, um, it uh, is horrible. I'll leave you with that. Yeah, you, um, look, we, you know, we, we uh, as uh, people on the outside looking in, we all have our idols in the AFL. Um, you're on, on the verge of it. Is there any... Uh, and from all the clubs, is there any one player that, that you would say is a, a player you'd love to be able to play like? Jeez, that's a tough one. Um, you don't really want to compare. Um, growing up, funny enough, um, we had our sample launch the other day and, and, and the guys were, were doing their speeches and they were talking about, I mentioned Gary Hocking taking over South. And I said, Gary Hocking, I said to Ryan, who's our media guy, I said, Gary Hocking, like, Buddha. He's like, yep. And I was like, where is he? And he was standing right in front of me. So he's my favourite player going up. So I was too scared to go and say anything to him. I've got photos all over my room of him and I was a kid. Um, so I haven't had a chance to say hello to him. So he was, he was my, my player growing up. Him and Cameron Burney were my favourite guys from Geelong growing up. 
Um, there's a lot of guys I like to watch within the AFL. Um, obviously, Fife is fun. It's really fun to watch. Paddy as well. So being able to match up on him in the JLT was really cool. So I don't think I'll compare myself to anyone, but they're probably the ones I really like to watch. Uh, all right, you look, uh, we've probably got enough of your time. It's getting around tea time. You probably need to go and uh, cook a meal or something. But uh, uh, we've we really appreciated having you on tonight. It's great to get uh, some insights. You've been uh, really a wonderful acquisition for the club in terms of what you bring, uh, in terms of your pre- professionalism uh, from another sport, but uh, and also the leadership that you bring as well. Um, you're an incredibly popular uh, player, as I said at the start of the interview. Given that you haven't played a game yet, we certainly hope uh, that you do. Um, we're very, very much looking forward to seeing uh, how you uh, how you get on in the AFL. We've watched your development um, over the last couple of years, and you really are uh, on the verge of, uh, as Maka said before, you really are banging the door down at the moment. And um, we certainly hope to see you in make your AFL debate soon. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun here tonight. So hopefully, I'll chat to you guys again sometime soon. But thanks again.